Okay, we've got a different show today. Welcome to the Business Leadership Series. We are an official media sponsor of the Get Down to Business Lunch, and you are going to want to make a note of this website. It's getdowntobusinesslunch.com, and that's presented by the Breakers Palm Beach. That's the Easter Seals, proud to announce a 12th annual Get Down to Business Lunch. It's going to be at the Kravis Center Cohen Pavilion. It's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on January 16th. Mark that date down, and if you can get to the Palm Beach area, you want to attend this event because Kyle Maynard is going to be the keynote speaker. We're about to interview Kyle Maynard right now as the official media sponsor. So we're super excited about this event and super excited about Kyle visiting and inspiring others. Make sure you visit getdowntobusinesslunch.com to be a sponsor or to get tickets. This is an event you don't want to miss. So if you're anywhere close to Palm Beach, make sure you carve out January 16th to visit the Kravis Center and see Kyle Maynard. And that's, again, your tickets and your lunch you can get at getdowntobusinesslunch.com. Our VIP guest on the show today is Kyle Maynard, who is going to be the keynote speaker at this Get Down to Business Lunch. So let's talk to Kyle right now. Excited to have our guest today, Kyle Maynard. He's an entrepreneur, a speaker, New York Times bestselling author of the book, No Excuses, award-winning extreme athlete, the first man to bear crawl to the top of the highest mountain in Africa, Mount Kilimanjaro. It's over 19,000 feet and the summit of Argentina's Mount Aconcagua, the highest peak in both hemispheres. Uh, you have maybe seen Kyle. He's been all over. Uh, he, is, uh, he has been described by Arnold Schwarzenegger as the real deal, a champion, one of the most inspiring people that Arnold has ever met. Oprah Winfrey calls him one of the most inspiring young men you will ever hear about. There's so many accolades here, Kyle, that I can't read them all. You've got two SB awards, uh, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, but what's even more remarkable is your mindset uh, and how you've been able to do it with the rare condition that you've been born with. So I want to introduce you now, Kyle, and thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, you did a superb job with the mountain pronunciation. That's no small feat. So. I, I won't lie. I had to go and Google search pronunciation, and I practiced it a couple of times. <laughs> it's paid off. And I said, and my thought, I hope I don't mess this up when I read it. So, uh, but luckily we're pre-recording, so I could retake if I needed to. But you, you confirmed that I did it right. So, let's take us back. Just kind of tell us about your early years, and 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 just tell me about your family environment. Tell me about the condition that you were born with. And I just, I want to get uh, our listeners to just get to know you if they haven't heard about you yet. Yeah, sure. So to paint a picture for people, basically, I was born a congenital quadruple amputee. So my arms and at my elbows, my legs and at my knees, and there was really no medical diagnosis as to what caused that to occur. Um, you know, it, it was just kind of, uh, you know, from the early going, my parents just did their best to try to make it as, as normal as possible and, you know, sort of an easier said than done thing. But, you know, they, they managed to, to do that and kind of pull the ultimate Jedi mind trick and, and not focus so much on the disability and instead focus on just helping me figure out how to do stuff. And, um, you know, so it's resulted in some pretty cool adventures as, as you got to list out a few of them. And, you know, it's in, in who knows whatever else is on the horizon now. But I feel like, it's, you know, I've, I've been very, very, very fortunate. 
Kyle, you, your, your story is tremendous. And I'll tell you, as I was on the treadmill today and I don't love exercising and I knew we were talking today and I was just trying to do an extra half mile. And I'm like, what a baby I am. I can't do a half mile. And this guy's climbing to the top of these giant mountains. And that, that helped me get through my half mile, which I know is nothing to you, but, uh, but to get that extra win in, I, I, I had that motivation. So I appreciate I that it, inspiration. Awesome. <laughs> hey, morning. Thank you. I, I got to know though, from, from an early, you know, your family, you said play Jedi mind tricks from early on, but was, I mean, you, you played on the football team. You, you, you're the, you're in the wrestling hall of fame. Uh, you're, you're an MMA f- fighter and I've seen, I've seen some of your wrestling videos and man, you're, you're, you're a beast and how you fight. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, record setting weightlifter, obviously a skilled mountaineer now has it, have you always, and we'll talk about your book in a few minutes, but have you always had that no excuses mindset or was there, or were there times early on where you thought this isn't fair? I mean, ha- ha- when did that mindset come on for you that you just started tackling these, these monster things that those that, that, you know, should be able to do it, wouldn't go after it. And then it seems like you maybe shouldn't have done those things. I mean, you, you excelled in all those areas. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of time in some of those moments thinking I probably shouldn't be here, but you know, I, <clears throat> I think that early on there was definitely a mentality of wanting to, you know, prove myself. And I, yeah. I think throughout my life, you know, later on, as we sort of get older, sometimes we can become more accepting of, of our circumstance. And, you know, it's interesting. It's the motivations kind of change over the years. I think now it's more, of you know, going into explore areas of the planet that, you know, that I, I, I just want to be able to go and see and experience. Like last year, for instance, did my first scuba diving and, you know, things like that. It's not like the crazy physical accolade, but, you know, in a, in a, in a different kind of way, I got to go and experience a whole new environment that's available to, you know, anybody that wants to make an effort to do it. So I I think that life is, is very much that way that we live in a unique time right now where, you know, we have tools and technology to be able to go and experience so many different places on the planet that we kind of take it for granted. It's almost as if, I don't know. It's, it's like, you know, when you have a attraction in your local town and you just take it for granted and you never <laughs> go to see it. Right. right? So, and I, I feel like the same thing kind of occurs to us now from a technological perspective. Oh, that's interesting. You say you talk, you know, I'm, I'm listening to uh, George St. Pierre, who's one of my favorite MMA fighters. And I was listening to my interview last week and he said, uh, he said, satisfaction is the death of an athlete. And I knew I was wow. going to be talking to you this week. And, and he said in that strong French accent, and it, maybe there's some of the translation was lost, but that hit me. Uh, and it, it made me think of you knowing I was going to talk to you this week, too, and, and all the things that you keep pushing. And uh, you, you talk about knowing your limits, but never stop trying to break them. Tell me, tell me about that mindset. Yeah, I, I think that's meant different things to me over the years. Um, you know, when I was younger, that was very much more like just the physical limitations. Now I think it's like on a deeper philosophical personal level. And, you know, especially, uh, I don't know, I, I look out in the world and see, you know, we're kind of tearing ourselves apart, <clears throat> you know, whether it's, you know, politically, you know, sort of like at a deeper philosophical, theological sort of like existential level. Right. And mm. I don't know, I, I think that that's, that's the arena that most excites me is to, to go there and into the unknown. Um, you know, so, I mean, that those, know your limits and never stop trying to break them. I think what that means to me is to, to measure, to have a realistic assessment of where you are in order to, 
know where you can be capable of going. It's it's really kind of our own hubris that, you know, for instance, if you were to go and say, instead of just pushing that extra half mile today, I'm going to go and, you know, run, a, uh, you know, five or 15 or 20 miles more than I should. And then I'm going to crush myself and then I'm not going to go back to the gym <laughs> for two or three weeks because I'm going to be so sore. Right. You know, it's, you know, today you, you knew your limit, you pushed a little bit past it, or you at least reassess. I mean, obviously if you achieved it, then it was within your limits, but you, right. you sort of like reestablish that barrier within yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's such a great story on, on the, the psyche of our minds, because you talk about p- pushing limits, but you know, it makes me think that how many of us, especially with seeing all the things that you've done with a physical limitation or what seemingly would be, uh, and it seems like you've pushed it past what people without that seemingly <laughs> that shouldn't have the limitation won't do. So how, how have you seen, you, you, you mentioned every person on the planet has a disability, not just those that we can see. I, I see so many around us, myself included sometimes that we limit ourselves and it's really, we're not at all at, at the level of potential that we could be at. Well, yeah, I think that that, that those, the, the real heart, hardest disabilities exist within, you know, they're the, the enemy that we have to face internally. Right. It's not so much just the the things that we can see on the outside, although that's what does get, you know, a tremendous amount of attention and it's easier to sort of like understand. In a lot of ways now, you know, I think that it, going out in public, for instance, and, you know, having, I think people are genuinely probably nicer to me than they are to you. And <laughs> it's a weird, the weird thing to think about, but like, I, I think that it's, it's true is that people kind of, you know, like will give me a pass, you know, like, oh, okay, you know, like whatever it is and, you know, boarding a flight or something like that. Or, you know, normally people are elbowing each other out of the way to go and get to where they're trying to go. And for me, you know, so that, I think it's a, it's really a great advantage at this point in my life that versus something that, you know, is less, um, exterior, you know, for instance, some of my best friends have disabilities that you never be able to see on, on the outside. You know, one of my best friends, the advocate for HIV, she was born with it, you know, and it, you know, it, people will treat her totally normal until they, you know, sometimes find out about that. And you can then see in that moment, they'll go one way or another as to how they react and respond. I, I find that, you know, fascinating. I think it's a lot deeper challenge than, than what I currently have to, to face, if that, that makes sense. That is an interesting perspective, and I had not thought of it that way at all. Thanks for sharing that. Man, I hate to ask questions that everyone else asks in interviews, but I'm going to have to ask a couple anyway, okay? <laughs> I try to change them up, but sometimes I'm just curious. So I, I got to know, and I know you've heard this, but talk to me about – I know you – I'm not going to try to pronounce the, that Argentina's mountain again because I don't want to mess it up again. We'll dub it back yeah, in. Yeah, you're one YouTube. for one right now. <laughs> that's so. right. Let's let's stay that. Stay with what we're at. But talk to me, though, about the first one because that's the, the first time to me seems uh, the most daunting. Take me in a small moment. Tell me a few of the highlights or, or the, the low points or the I'm not sure if, if this was a good idea points where you had, I think, 16 days to climb uh, Mount Kilimanjaro and you did it in 10, which is incredible. Give me a couple highlights of that trip because it was your first one. So I'm, it's probably pretty memorable for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, just uh, with both Kilimanjaro and Aconcagua, seeing the mountains for the first time, they're, they're just breathtakingly beautiful, right? And it's yeah. also to that daunting moment of what did I get myself into? Yeah. And, you know, I remember, you know, being, it just seems like it just takes forever. And you're just going day after day after day after day. And, and 
um, you know, but then you have those moments where you're sitting literally on a sheet of ice, looking back into the forest that you'd hike through and way, way further than you can see. I mean, it's, it's such a, a cool perspective and experience, you know, and there's, there's scarier moments, you know, slipping on a sheet of ice. I didn't kill Nazaro a little bit in, you know, pitch black early in the morning, <clears throat> you know, and, and yeah, just those kind of moments that definitely like wake you up. I had a watermelon sized boulder shoot past me on Aconcagua that was probably going 50 or 60 miles an hour. Um, you know, and had, you know, just some of those moments that just really test you to go and make you wonder like, what, what are you, what are you doing here? But then you have also those moments too, of just like the absolute breathtaking beauty. I, I remember, you know, probably the coolest realization on Aconcagua was just, I remember the summit day and I, I was putting out as hard as I could, or at least what I thought was as hard as I could. And then my friends were told to split off and go to the summit without me. I just wasn't moving fast enough. And, <sighs> you know, I had that defeated moment of thinking I'm not going to make it. We've spent at that point, you know, it was over two weeks on that mountain and another week and another one training. And I slept in an altitude bubble tent over my bed for two months prior to leaving. So all of those things went through my head of, just, you know, now I'm going to be so close, just a couple hundred feet from the summit and, and not make it, but just realized, you know, I, I can't waste, obviously, you know, I don't know how much your listeners would be aware of this. It's kind of a wild statistic that your brain itself will use 20 to 25% of the total calories that you, you know, you consume. Wow. So and I thought, you know, I, I can't waste a single calorie of energy on a positive or negative thought right now because I'm not wow. there. So I just really just have to focus on what is directly in front of me and, and just stay there. Yeah. And literally just focus That's on that. Huge. Forget everything else, wow. but, and, and just try to turn it into a game of, and you know, I'm going to do this three feet at a time. And there's a mantra that I go to in those moments of just saying, not dead, can't quit. And just repeat that just that three feet at a time, not dead, can't quit. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was there. So Wow. And, and you know, what's interesting to me, because I have the stats in front of me here, uh, you were over 20,000 feet at that point. Yeah, yeah. And the, which, yeah. Is, which is higher than you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Wow. Not dead, can't quit. That's right. Yeah, it was my friend Richard Makowitz, <laughs> um, who battled a, a brain tumor last year that unfortunately mm. got him. And I know he lived it right up until his last moment. He was a uh, Navy SEAL and host of a um, few TV shows, just an amazing, amazing mindset. What's that feeling of accomplishment like when you get to the top? I mean, you, you do, is, or what is the reward moment? That's what I'm even more curious about because it seems quick at the top or is it the whole journey itself? Where in there do you find your satisfaction? Because not dead, can't quit, not using any emotional positive or negative energy because you're, you can't burn the calories with thought because you need everyone to put three feet ahead of you at a time. Where, where's yeah, the satisfaction? One, you know, it really, we, we did, we spent, I mean, it was maybe 45 minutes on the summit or something like that. Um, and, you know, I, I jokingly, you know, half jokingly say my favorite bucket list achievement was I like literally had to strip down to use the bathroom on the summit because like I <laughs> hadn't gone all day. And then like at one point I was probably the highest naked person on the planet. So, <laughs> and it, you know, it was, but yeah, really that, that time there sitting, you know, it's, it's the highest peak of the world outside of the Himalaya. And, you know, you, you're looking deep into 
you know, almost into the coast in Chile and over into Argent, deep in Argentina and see, I mean, it's just absolutely so beautiful. I think because, you know, that one was the one that was the scariest in terms of pushing that close to the, the edge and wondering, you know, sometimes you can overdo it. You push too far and you don't come home. And I don't know. There was just something intensely satisfying about having left everything on the line and known that if it gone any other way, that it, it wouldn't have worked. So that, that was just, it was a really special moment. Wow. Thanks for indulging me on that, on that story. I've, I've been so curious about, about what that experience was like. Um, so I, I, let's talk about your book for just a minute. You've, you've, you've been on so many shows, Oprah, Larry King live so many, but your book, no excuses, New York times bestseller. Tell me about some of the principles in this book. Tell me about your no excuses philosophy. I know you're going to be at this event that we're a media sponsor for, uh, talking to a sold out crowd of professionals and executives uh, about these concepts. What does that mean? What, tell me about no excuses and what it means for you. And then with part of that, what's your mission to share with others? Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the book itself was so long ago. It feels like a different life. It was, wow. you know, when there was no mountaineering when I had <laughs> that or MMA, even, wow. was, you know, rest there. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was, was a while back. And, but it was, it was amazing too, that just presented so many opportunities to be able to go and help. I, I mean, there's nothing that feels better than helping someone else on their hero's journey. Right. Mm. And, and, and to see people and what, what they're able to go and do. It's, it's really, you know, we, we do sometimes get caught up in like sort of like that, you know, narcissistic self-centered kind of like world that we live in with like right. the digital age. Right. But it's really like, there's nothing more gratifying than seeing other people wake up to, to who they are and their potential of life and whatever regard that is. Cause I genuinely believe that, Maybe not with everyone, but the vast majority of people, when they pursue what it is that is their bliss, then they're going to do something that is, you know, usually going to make the world a better place. And, you know, and, and I think that that attitude, one of my mentors taught me this lesson of like a double bottom line, you know, that everything that he would take on, he would have this attitude of purpose and profitability. So it's, yeah, I think that that there, there's, you know, like, great rewards that come from achievement, but the true meaning in life, I think is, is like carrying a bigger load for your community, for your friends, for your family, like, you know, being someone that can, can help other people. Uh, that I think is just really, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's a big aspect of what gets me excited or, you know, see people to just go on, on their adventure, their journey, whatever it is to experience in this, existence itself you know seeing someone that says i'm gonna ride my motorcycle across the country or you know i've always wanted to go and travel this place or do this thing it's like well, we, the time is not we're not getting more time right, right. Like it's just, you, you gotta we, we gotta go out and experience it so well, your story is inspirational obviously the way you've the way you have lived your life uh to accomplish so many things has been very inspirational what is there anything big that's next for you that you can talk about? Any any more mountains? Any small things? What, what's what's next for you? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, my, my, one of my biggest focuses right now is, um, you know, as you said, I, I have been fortunate enough to have other people tell my story, but there have been a lot of things that you know directions that were taken with it that maybe I would have done something different. So I thought, you know, hmm. anything done right to yourself, right? So I went <laughs> and. 
trying to teach myself, you know, a lot more like filmmaking and editing, all of that. And um, it'll be interesting to see, I think, what happens with that in 2019. I, you know, and and the the deeper sort of like philosophical aspects and the questions of like how to live, I think, are are the what really fascinate me most right now. Um, We live in a very interesting time. I think, you know, over the next 25 years, we're going to see either, you know, we go down that path of creating a world that, you know, can really be an amazing place to, to exist or, you know, one that who knows, you know, we've just equally bad the other direction too. So I, I, at the very least, you know, do not want to uh, get to that point not having tried. Wow. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. So I've mentioned so many accolades you, from wrestling to MMA to to the, the being featured on these big shows to climbing, literally climbing the biggest mountains to uh, – I mean you've had docu- ESPN documentaries made about you. You've won these awards, all these things. You've been on Nike commercials. Uh, what Of all these things, of all the things you've done or the, the recognition you've received or the mindset and the things you've overcome uh, and the things you've climbed, what – is there something you can point to? It can be a small moment. Is there anything large or small that you are most proud about or most satisfied about? Mm. You know, at this, this sounds kind of like silly, but I think all of the awards or accolades have taught me that awards and accolades are not where the meaning is. Mm. And it, you know, I think just a couple of days ago, um, one of my buddies um, who was just a normal college kid uh, going in to take his final exams, got strep and um, got really sick, came home for Christmas break, you know, literally would become flying home right now um, to, and woke up, they went to the hospital and woke up three weeks later, quad amputee. This is um, two years ago. And um, he just texted me a photo from, um, the summit of uh, Mount Kosciuszko, uh, the high peak in Australia. Wow. And, you know, that, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm almost like philosophically opposed to like awards and things of that nature in the future. A lot of like our culture gets so centered around this like recognition for silly stuff. Yeah. And that though is like, that that to me is moments like that, you know, are, are that's what it's all about. Your moments are in the adventures themselves. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, what else is it? You know, it's like you get this, like this piece of uh, metal or plastic, you know, to go and recognize something that you did. It's all <laughs> temporary. It's all going away. You know, it's, you don't need any of that stuff. You need the, I mean, the experience and, and ultimately who you share it with. Well, Kyle, you know that, but I know from being in the, in the advertising and marketing world that I'm in uh, that that so many times people build up their persona and their story and are starving for recognition uh, like that. And and I often talk about when you strip that away, what's left, uh, especially That's when you right. build that if it's not yeah. meaningful. So you know that, but I'm glad that you're sharing well, that with others. 
you know, when you go and you're starving for something and you eat junk food and then two hours later, you're still starving. So you know, <laughs> that's a great analogy. Great. An- hey, Kyle, I want to be respectful of your time, but just, is there any final thought you want to share with our listeners? We're, we're, we're super excited about this event that you're going to be at in Palm beach, the get down to business lunch presented by the breakers and the business leadership series is excited to be an official media sponsor. We'll give some other plugs, uh, post, uh, uh discussion today, but what, what other final thoughts do you want to share with us today? A final mindset or final encouragement yeah I, I just uh you know grateful for the opportunity to be there for the breakers you know but also the easter seal it's an amazing organization you know helping mm-hmm. people with disabilities and you know it's i think um i'm really excited for that and you know for the, the crowd that, that comes there too i know will be you know hungry to hear that kind of like double mod bottom line mentality message mm-hmm. i think i'm excited to see what comes out of it it's ultimately you know, we're, we're not too, uh, I don't know, impactful by ourselves, but collectively as a community, I mean, we can do some amazing things. I think Easter seals demonstrate that regularly. Wow. Man, Kyle, thanks again for spending some time today. Uh, you, it's been inspiration and, and on, on my list to get to talk with you, it's just, it's just lined up perfectly. Cause I've, uh, I've seen what you're doing out there for the last few years. And, and I've thought to myself, that would be so amazing to get to, to learn from this guy. So this lined up perfectly where they invited me to talk with you. So, uh, I've, I've immediately said, yes, let's move this to the front of the list. Let's do it. And, uh, you have encouraged me personally. And I do this show because I want to learn and personally, I want to grow and you've encouraged me to live those moments in the adventure uh, and be more adventurous with it and, and we're not getting any younger so thank you for that and man, <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch the next great things that you're doing uh, you just you're full of surprises in, in these big adventures that you're doing so thank you again for taking the time with us <laughs> today for sure likewise all right my friend Hope take you care. Too. Thanks again to Kyle for joining us. I want to invite you to visit getdowntobusinesslunch.com. If you're anywhere in the Palm Beach area for January 16th, make it a destination. Uh, If it's driving distance, fly there. I'm going. And we are going to have Kyle Maynard uh, to motivate and inspire this group of professionals. Uh, Get Town to Business Lunch presented by the Breakers Palm Beach. And the Business Leadership Series is proud to be an official media sponsor of this event. Getdowntobusinesslunch.com. You've got to go and see Kyle in person, and I promise that you will be inspired. Thank you.